0: Find this podcast and others like it at the number one new media network, Podshow.com. Better, Better, faster, faster, stronger. stronger, and now with new minty fresh scent. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 23. Today, the Bible Study Podcast looks at Psalm 51. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today I want to look at Psalm 51, and Psalm 51 is a psalm of David. Before we look at the psalm, I want to set a little bit of the setting for this. David wrote this after one of the times in his life when he really, 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 really screwed up. This is the story that's told to us in 2 Samuel. When David is on the roof of his house, he looks over and sees his neighbor Bathsheba bathing. Lusts after her, has her sent for, sleeps with her, she gets pregnant. He tries to cover it up by getting her husband Uriah to come back from the fight so he can think that it's his child. He won't sleep with his wife while his men are still at the camp, so he finally orders that Uriah be left in a place in the battle where he'll die. And he's confronted by the prophet Nathan, who basically points out to him what he's done and after that, David writes this psalm, and it's a psalm of repentance. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak, and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you do not despise. In your good pleasure, make Zion prosper, build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. I think one of the reasons that I was thinking about sin this morning and repentance and this sort of verse, these sort of chapters, is that last night when I was at Juvenile Hall, because I do work with the chaplaincy program as a volunteer in a unit at Juvenile Hall on Tuesday nights, the The boy said, tell us some verses that help us fight sin. Tell us some verses and that will help us. And this is one of the verses that I gave them, as well as some others, the, the armor of God, which I want to talk about later on, and Jesus' temptation, and some other verses like First 1 Corinthians 10.13 that says that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond our ability to endure. But one of the reasons that this is a good place to start when we talk about sin, and I realize this sort of afterwards, this is one of those things where you walk out and you think of the things you should have said. And they kept asking, they asked me for my testimony. They asked me for, what were you before you were Christian? And mine is not particularly interesting in the sense that I grew up in the church and understood at a relatively early age that what the pastor was saying was asking me to respond, that there was a calling here for me to say this jesus that you've talked about for so many years is my jesus this is my savior and my lord and that the understanding was that lord meant that i would follow that i would listen to what he wants and that i would follow and and that for me happened at the age of 10 so it's not like i say well gee i was you know in trouble with the law or any of those sort of things before then i was the kid who you know my father didn't said he didn't have the heart to punish me because I felt so bad when I did something. And so, they, they really kind of wanted to know, well, what was I before? What did I do before? And I realized I was trying to get across to them that, like David, sometimes it's not a before thing. Sometimes it's a yesterday thing. I was a Christian before and, you know, is, a, is great and then I changed. But sometimes, even after that, we still screw up. And David is an example of someone who really, really, really screwed up. But one of the things that David was very good at was when, when his error of his way was pointed out to him, he he repented. He turned around, and repentance, that's what it means, to turn around and head in a different direction. He didn't feel bad about it. I mean, he did feel bad about it, but that's not what repentance means. Repentance isn't, I feel bad about what I did, but of course, if you put me in the same situation, I'd do it again. Repentance is this this ache for restoration with God and this changing of directions. And that's what this Psalm of David is. This cry that... In the church that I grew up in, which is the Lutheran Church, we would often use in the traditional services portions of this, and I think this has often been liturgical for those churches who are coming from a liturgical tradition, because it is this, create in me a pure heart of God, create in me a clean heart of God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Is something that isn't a bad thing to be saying week after week. It isn't a bad thought of, Lord, there are things that I have done this week. There are decisions that I have made. There are things that I have not done this week. Lord, help me again to look to you. Um, And so this is one of the things that I... And I I would say, gee, I want to talk to them about that next week when I go back, but it turns out I was in a different unit this week, so I, I don't even know if I will ever see these kids again. And so I think some of the reasons this is turning into the Bible study podcast is I have to say it somewhere, but I think we have two concerns, especially in, in juvenile hall ministry and prison ministry that I think are reflected outside as well. We have sort of two concerns for these guys. One is that they'll have a faith that lasts until they get back into the real world. That they won't just have a faith of, I got caught, now I feel bad about it. If I have a religious experience, maybe God will look at me and, and will get me out of here, but then go back and go back to write whatever they were doing. We, we want for them a real faith that will be a changing faith, the kind of faith that David is praying for. Lord, look at this heart that, that is here and change it. But we're also looking for a faith that understands that this is the grace of God that's acting. Because some of these kids will go out and they will make a, they'll really try, but they'll screw up again and they'll end up back inside. And what we don't want for them is them to think that God is done with them. And David had every reason in this psalm to think that God was done with him. He was an adulterer and a murderer at the time he wrote this song that we use in church. When I say he had really screwed up, I mean, I use this when people say, can God even forgive a murderer? Well, what about Paul? What about Moses? What about David? And so... While we want them to have a faith that is real and a faith that will give them strength and a faith that will guide them, we also want them to understand that God is merciful. As David starts with this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. David knows that he can pray this prayer not because of what he has done, but because of God. It's one of those places in the Old Testament that I think grace shines through because David knows what God is like. And David prays this because he knows that God desires to wash away his iniquity, to cleanse him from his sin. And I think what we often miss out on, and this is the other thing that I walked away from saying, oh, I wish I'd said last night, was that when god wants us not to sin what he wants us is he wants what's best for us and when we do that other thing it's not just that we're breaking the rules what we're doing is we're selling we're we're buying cheaper goods we're getting something that is of less value that builds a life that is not as good and I think that's what David was understanding here, and he was also understanding that God loved him still. And with that, we'll close this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. Feel free to leave a comment at com or send me an email at host at com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The Best and the Brightest, served up daily by the Sharpest Minds in Content Delivery, Podshow and Limelight. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus.